You may have noticed some exciting new changes downtown. That's thanks to our hardworking community with help from us at Downtown Ashboro Incorporated. Here at Downtown Ashboro Incorporated, we strive to promote a vibrant downtown environment while preserving the history of our unique architecture. From advising historic building owners on safe and effective development practices to working with City Hall to update regulations that support future growth, Downtown Ashboro Incorporated, growing Ashboro from its roots. Crash Radio is created by Rhino Leap Productions, a company producing theater, music, dance, and documentaries in North Carolina. Every episode of Crash Radio features local musicians, writers, and storytellers presented as a live event in Asheboro, North Carolina. The content is then edited for broadcast on WKXR 94.9 FM. This episode was recorded live at the General Wine and Brew just down the road from Asheboro in Seagrove, North Carolina. I'm Barry Yow, co-owner of The Flying Pig. Folks used to say Asheboro would have alcohol when pigs could fly, so in 2009, right after the city voted to allow alcohol sales, Myself, my wife, Marianne, Dennis Gallimore, and Barbara Gallimore opened the Flying Pig Food and Spirits. We serve all sorts of food and beverages, but are best known for our pizza and friendly neighborhood atmosphere. In fact, we were just named Best Bar Food in the Triad by Eat Drink Triad. So swing by the pig. I'll probably be behind the bar. Cheers, folks. This week's guest is Cachavelli Morrison. Cachavelli is a songwriter and multidisciplinary artist originally from West Virginia. She has released three studio albums. In 2019, Rolling Stone named her an artist to watch. To accompany her third album, Metamorphosis, that released in 2021, she wrote, co-directed, choreographed, and starred in a feature film. She is currently recording her fourth studio album. I trained as a ballet dancer my whole life, and I was really frustrated with being a ballet dancer because I couldn't express myself and my own visions. I was just in a part in someone else's vision. And so I was always writing music and just like, well, I'm not a musician and I can't do it. And, um, you know, I didn't release my first record till I was um, 32, 33. And so I wanted to create Songbird Supper Club as as this platform for seasoned professionals, but also women who were keeping silent and keeping their gifts from us because they were afraid that they weren't going to be perfect. And I feel like as women, we really... (laughs) feel that pressure to be perfect and it keeps us from sharing our voice and so Songbird Supper Club's trying to really change this paradigm in our heads that um, yeah we're we're always judged we're, we're never going to do it right we're never going to be perfect and um, and this this paradigm shift of like we're really hurting because we don't have these women's voices and we really need them so I hope you'll come. It's a free event. It's always the last Tuesday of the month. And, and I just love the sister event down the road. So <laughs> thank you. So I'm going to do a new song um, from my new album. I tend to be long-winded in my songs. And <laughs> I was kind of challenged. Like, you can't write a three-and-a-half-minute song. And uh, I think this is three-and-a-half minutes. So <laughs> um, I sing it slower, though, than on the record. <laughs> to make it longer. Uh, So I don't have to be perfect doing this. I just have to say that. It's almost like I can't do a perfect performance now because now I rebel against it. Like, I don't have to be perfect. I'm going to mess up on purpose. So So here I go. (laughs) Are you humble? Can you admit you want me more than God and will excuse it? 
who snorted me like white powder and I disappeared bit by bit did you know I want you to do it rerun the love we were taught as children we thought this story played out and it already But it's you and me on the floor, trembling and addicted. Yeah, it's you and me on the floor, trembling and addicted. Are you humble? Can you admit you drew my body out for a diamond? I tossed my doll, forgotten stones, and disappeared bit by bit. But it's you and me on the floor, trembling and addicted. Yeah, it's you and me thought we had this beat, but we didn't. Ooh, tonight um um I'm gonna tell a story <laughs> I wasn't I uh, this is very me um <laughs> it's a strange story um so as a ballet dancer I was really pushed to contort my body in certain ways and finally one day I just couldn't walk I couldn't get out of bed I literally could not move my body and I ended up having a broken vertebrae in my spine. And this is when I was um, 20 years old, you know, and I'd spent my whole life planning to be a ballerina. And so it was 
really funny because everyone was like, oh, your whole life is over. And I was so relieved. <laughs> I was actually like, I don't want to be a ballet dancer, but how could I quit after spending so much time being a ballet dancer? And I love dancing, but I just knew it wasn't fully what I was meant to do. And so it was this wonderful excuse but it was a terrible thing. Um, I had to wear a back brace for six months and not move. It was attached to my leg. I was just in bed. And, but I wrote like hundreds of songs like, <laughs> while I was still in this bed and gained 20 pounds. And it was wonderful. I ate a whole tray of lasagna. It didn't matter. You know, it, just, it was great. Um, <laughs> um, but the pain was really bad. And so I finally got better in such a way where it was like, tolerable pain. And I just kind of started just to live with, well, I'll just always have this certain amount of pain. And, and that was fine. And, <laughs> you know, felt lucky. And then probably six years after that, it started to just disappear. And I thought, oh my God, like, it finally healed, like, fully. And um, I was hit with a lot of emotional stress all of a sudden in life and I had a pregnancy loss and just every just everything went wrong like every single thing you can think of went wrong and all of a sudden I had this back pain again as if it was broken again and I just I just laid on the couch in this kind of way like like this rage and I was just screaming and I was just like I can't do this again like how am I at ground zero again like how could I this is just how can I do this again and I just was certain that the that the vertebrae had like gotten back suddenly to its original state and I was gonna have to do a brace again and all these things and a friend of mine said you know you're going through all this emotional stuff you should go see a Reiki person. And I was like, no, this is like real. Like, I'm not making this up. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what Reiki is, you know. I, <laughs> and, but I was open. I was like, okay, fine. And so I went into this room with this woman who I had known, but I had known her doing other things. I didn't know she did Reiki. And I really had no expectations. And I just thought this is never going to work because I'm going to have to like be in a brace, you know, this is never, I, I know, it, I hadn't gotten an x-ray yet, but I was just certain, I was just absolutely certain this was broken again, because I could hardly move. And she didn't ask me anything, she just said, I want you to just get in a child's pose on the floor. And I was like, okay. And I got in a child's pose and proceeded to have this experience of feeling like she was touching my back in a way as if she had a razor blade scraping off the skin. And I knew she was touching my back. And I was just like, what is she doing? This is so painful. And my back started to burn. And it was just unbearable. And I had my eyes closed, you know, in this world, in this child's pose. And I just saw my great-grandmother, who had passed when I was a child, leaning over my back, and she was scouring as if she was like cleaning the kitchen floor, but on my spine. And I just could see her clear as day, and I was like, is this a dream? Is this, what is this? And, and 
then she started pulling out, um, and, and I mean, just immense pain I'm experiencing at this moment. And then she started pulling out like what looked like black tar, and she handed it to someone. And then I realized, oh, that's my grandfather. And my grandfather had passed when I was a teenager. And he was very much about cleaning the kitchen and bagging up the trash. And he was standing there taking the tart and putting it in a trash bag. <laughs> just like, and she was just, just piles of black dirt, you know, just like, almost like a taffy, you know, she's just pulling this black stuff out of my bag. And finally they finished. And then she had this salve, you know, that grandmothers always have, you know, like as if she had made it, like in a tin, which I think maybe she did do that. And she took it out and she started rubbing and I, I saw my back as like raw meat. It just was like the skin was gone and it was like bone and muscle, like as if it was just, that's what it felt like. And she started rubbing this salve on it and I got this real soothing feeling. It still was like painful in that way of like, you've just had surgery, but you know you're gonna be okay now. And she put this salve on and it was really, really uh, soothing. And then they finished. And they kind of stood there, and they were looking at me smiling. And I was like, is this real? Like, are you here? You know, in this vision of, I was having. And they're like, yeah, do you want to meet your daughter? You know, and I knew I had lost a daughter. And I was like, yes, I want to meet my daughter. And they brought out this um, blonde, straight-haired, very light-complected girl. And she kind of grew into a woman, and she was so happy to see me, and she hugged me, and I was just like crying in, in this vision, and it was so beautiful. And, you know, I was thinking, I'm never going to have a blonde daughter. I'm so dark-complected. Like, this is, this is just made up in your brain, and this wasn't real, you know? <laughs> and so she finally kind of like taps me on the shoulder, and she's like, I'm done with the Reiki session. And I'm like, what were you doing? Were you touching? You were touching my back. She's like, I never touched you. And I was just like, okay. And I stood up, and I never have had back pain ever again. <laughs> and <laughs> in 2017, I gave birth to a daughter who's as blonde <laughs> as blonde can be with straight hair. And so this experience is just opened my mind and my heart that and I, and over the years I've asked for their help and and my other ancestors and I have received help and it's just like opened my mind to you know I think I think we're not alone and we can we can ask for help from our ancestors so thank you so much <laughs>